This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm excited again because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. I'm excited. I'm excited because we've embarked upon this new space that is pivotal in anyone's life if they want to achieve anything of greatness, anything of value, or just have a life of peace and happiness to be intentional about relationships is one of the fundamental things that anyone that has reached any level of success will tell you once they stopped and put forth the energy, the effort, and the intentionality of who they were connected to, things began to change. I know that we go through life and we experience so many ups and downs, but one thing is constant throughout all of our life. We have to do life with people. No man is an island unto himself. You know, what's funny is because there's this show on Netflix that I watch and it's called Alone. And it literally is a contest where contestants are dropped off in remote areas of the world and they have to fend for themselves. And it really is a test of wills to see who will be the last person standing. They're dropped off in similar scenarios, but in different areas and they are left alone and they have to figure out how they will build their shelter, where they will build their shelter, what they will eat. They will have to hunt and find their food and they have to fish and they have to figure out how they are going to maneuver. A lot of them are placed out there in places where there are animals that can rip you to shreds. I'm talking about grizzly bears, brown bears, polar bears, coyotes all of these animals that are out in the wild and people are being dropped off and say hey we're gonna leave you here don't die <laughs> and people are signing up to say hey hey i want to go try yeah yeah i'll try some people have been out there for over 100 days for a hundred days. Now, granted, they win a very hefty amount of money, but when you consider that there are probably 15 contestants that are dropped off and there is only one winner, the odds say that they are not in my favor, but so many people live in the state where they are off the beaten path. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to live on this island. I'm going to be out here and I'm just going to enjoy my life. And you see over time on this series how people begin to break because they realize the value of relationships. They start missing their kids. They start missing their spouses. They start missing their dogs. They start missing their goldfish. You know, you are really in a dire street when you are missing a goldfish. Because when you are out there alone, 
and you are cold and you are wet and you are lonely, any sort of relationship connection that you have back at home begins to intensify. It's magnified. And you start thinking about all the good times you and your goldfish have. Y'all didn't have no good times. The goldfish just swims around in the bowl. There is no type of connection there. Now, now let me pause there. If you are a fish lover, because here's the thing, we had a fish. Uh, had is the operative word and we actually did get connected to the fish it's weird when you think about it so i retract that statement i could see how you could get connected to an animal that you bring and invest in and you feed and you take care of anything you take care of i think that you draw a intimate connection to so i retract all of that i understand and i get it okay i can see how especially if you are dropped off in a remote area of the world alone yeah i would miss a goldfish yeah yeah i could i could see it i could see it but we don't take enough time energy and effort to really focus in on the relationships it's funny how most times we aren't really in the space where we can really truly appreciate relationships until we're alone, until we're in a state where things are not the best for us, until we're in a state where things now go left, where we're in a state now where all the things that we've been building and hoping and we see them crash and burn, then we see the value of relationships. It's funny how we don't often see how important the people in our lives are until life gets crazy. So many people go through relationships and they are taken for granted because it is very easy for someone who is not intentional about the growth and the development of their relationship to take their relationship for granted, to put it on a back burner. Because after a while, people sort of reach this stage of complacency and comfortability where we've been in this thing for some time and I know you'll be there. And whenever you get to a place where you stop working on your relationships, it, here's the truth. Whenever you get to a place where you stop working on anything, you then open the door for it to begin to deteriorate. I don't care how long you've been together, how long you have been building a business, how long you have had children. Whenever you stop working, that's when things begin to deteriorate because I've gotten comfortable. So today I'm going to give you recipe and a formula for winning relationships. Now, this is just one of them, one of them. But I'm going to give you a three-part formula that will help your relationship transition from good to great, from bad to good, from non-existent, preparing to having the love that you've always dreamed of. Because everybody wants to be happy. If we're being honest, everybody wants to be happy. You want to be in a space where you feel like someone has your back. You want to be in a space where you can come home and say, you know what? This was a hard day, but I have a love that I can fall back on to know that this comfort, this support, this person behind me that's praying for me, that's investing in me, it makes it all worth it. 
So let's dive into the formula for winning relationships. Now, we've been talking about relationship recovery over the past two episodes. We talked about relationship recovery. When things go left, when they, when toxicity has entered the room, when there is drama, when there is trauma, where there are things that have not been going the way that you have planned it, what do you do? Because the truth of the matter is, if you don't have a plan for every stage of your relationship, that reactive point of view increases your probability of failure. We meet people and we get into relationships and we get into situations and you say, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. It's going to be like this forever. As they said on Sandlot, forever. But we don't proactively plan for the possibility of it not. I go in and I think it's going to be like this forever. This is so great. So I don't need to plan for rainy days. I don't need to plan for when we have a disagreement. I don't need to plan for when we are at odds with each other because we will never go to bed angry. We will never be at odds with one another. But you have to have a plan for every stage of your relationship Because if you don't have a plan, if by chance you just so happen to slip into a situation that you have not prepared for, if you haven't had the discussion, okay, if we ever get into a disagreement, how do we handle that? If we ever get into a place where we're at odds with one another, what what is our process? If we ever get into a place where we are not seeing eye to eye, How do we get back on one accord? How do we get back to a state of love, of peace, of happiness? What is our plan? Because without a plan, you are going to enter into a state where things go left and you can't get them back right. So let's talk about a formula for winning relationships. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I am so excited to talk about winning relationships. Now, let me preface this by saying that the goal is not to have your relationship to be better than someone else's. When I say winning, I don't mean that we are better than the couple next door or we are better than the couple down the street. When I say winning, I mean in our house, in our relationship, within the confines of our love, we have a winning structure that sets our relationship up for success. So let's dive into it because a lot of people can be motivated by what someone else is doing. And that's another way, before we even get into this, that's another way that you can set your relationship up for failure early on is if you start the comparison theory. Okay, well, these people that I see on social media, let's stop there. If you ever start a sentence with what I see on social media, you have set yourself up for failure. Just just start there. Well, I saw this on social media and okay, okay. 90% of what you see on social media is not real. It's the highlights. 
they won't even let you upload clips longer than a minute. You're going to learn something for somebody's intimate life that you can only see glimpses of. Now, some people are very good at showing the real, the behind the scenes, the authentic version of themselves. But a lot of people, they are on their fronting. So when you start the comparison theory, well, I saw this on, on, and this couple seems to be doing this, and we should try this. Now, you can learn from other couples and extract something, but just trying to implement someone else's process, that's not tailor-made for your relationship, will start a downward cycle of frustration. Because you'll be wondering, why is it not working for us? Because it was for them. Now, looking at something and say, hey, this was a good concept. Let's translate this as to how this will relate to us. Great idea. Great idea. But just saying, hey, let's do that. Bad idea. Okay. Formula for winning relationships. Winning. Here we go. The first thing that people who have winning relationships do is they enter into the relationships with three points of emphasis. I will, I am, we will. People who have winning relationships enter into a relationship with three points of emphasis. I will, I am, and we will. This is the formula. When you go into a relationship, the first one, I will. Walking in the door. People who have winning relationships walk in saying what I will bring to this relationship. These are I will statements. I will bring my best self. I will be committed to the process. I will be responsible for this part of the relationship's success. I will. At the onset of a relationship, I'm taking accountability. I will. The truth is, most people enter into relationships and they bring I wants instead of I wills. I want her to do this. I want him to be this. I want him to have this kind of car. I want her to have this type of body. I want him to do this type of job. I want her to be this type of homemaker. I want her to be this. I want him to have this. I want, I want, I want. And most people don't stop and say, I will. Hey, we're going to get into a relationship. What am I going to be responsible for? What am I going to bring to the table? I will bring security. I will bring emotional safety. I will bring commitment. I will bring trust. I will bring loyalty. I will bring confidence. I will bring my best self. I will bring a servant's heart. Can we start there? Can we start there? 
How are we getting into relationships and we are not coming in with the idea and the knowledge and the awareness that I am here to serve? Most people want to walk in and say, this is what I want. And we translate our wants to needs. I need this. I need them to have this. I need her to have this. I need him to have this. I need, I need. When in all actuality, they are just layered superficial wants. But winning relationships is when I come in the door with I wills. Hey, hey, let's set some foundation here. I just want to let you know, I will be responsible for this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to serve here. I'm going to invest here. I will, I will, I will. Imagine walking into a relationship and the first areas of communication were coming to the table with your I will list. <laughs> Imagine sitting down at dinner. You started this new relationship and now you want to establish a precedent moving forward. And the conversation was, hey, I just want to let you know what I am going to be responsible for, what I will do. I will provide you a safe place to land. I will be your sounding board. I will be your best friend. Can you imagine how things would change if you came to the table with I wills instead of I wants? That's the first one. Winning relationships, the formula. Three points of emphasis. The first part or point of emphasis is I will. Here's the second point of emphasis. I am. I am. Now the I wills have to do with what I am going to do in the relationship. The I am is walking in the door with a sense of awareness of who I am. My quirks, the things that make me frustrated, my frustrations, the things that make me who I am, the inner workings of who I am, having an awareness of who I am completely, mind, body, soul, spirit, who am I in relationships? Because if I come in with an awareness of who I am, I can communicate it effectively and give you an opportunity to identify if you are suitable or you are qualified or you are tailor-made for my I am's. Because a lot of people come in and we present a version of ourselves that we deem acceptable. We want to present the version of ourselves that is most attractive. And we don't stop and say, hey, I just want to let you know I am stubborn. I am. I, I am really strong-willed at times. I, when I am hungry, I really am not the most pleasant to be around. When I'm hot for that matter or, or, or when I'm sleepy, any one of those, I may not be the best to be around or most friendly. 
Uh, I am uh, a little quirky in the mornings. I am not a morning person. Let me tell you something. That's big. You need to figure out who you are in the morning <laughs> because if you are not a morning person, and you get with and marry somebody who is a morning person, oh, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> because you think you're going to be turning over to have a good night's sleep, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and you roll over, and they're staring at you, <laughs> eyes wide open, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, good morning. <laughs> How are you? Let's get the day started. <laughs> you have to know who you are in the morning. It is the mornings. They set the tone for your whole day, right? Listen, I am, I'm an early riser. I get up, right? A lot of times I'm up between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m. I keep trying to master the art of slipping out of the bed and going to the office and downstairs and not making as much noise because I know I'm a get up. I'm an early riser. And when I start shaking and rattling and rolling in the bed <laughs> and my wife is like, hey, 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 <laughs> we, we, we still sleep on this this side of the bed. And, and, I, and I'm trying to get these last few hours before before this six-year-old gets up and comes banging on the door. Can, can, you, can you take that on downstairs? <laughs> you have to know who you are, right? But if you can communicate that effectively, now I am armed with information. When I know your quirks, then I know how I can best support you. And when I know and I'm armed with information, guess what happens? It limits my ability to take things personal. Did you hear that? When, when I am armed with information, it limits my ability to take things personal. If I know that you need coffee in the morning and I am already up, then if you are not as pleasant then I don't take it personal. I just know, okay, she needs her coffee. I just need to get her a coffee. Then, then you know, we'll, we'll, we'll settle in. If, if, if you are the type of person who needs to get up and just sit in silence for a little while, and I don't know that, then when you get up and I'm trying to talk to you and you're giving me the cold shoulder, and your answers are short, guess what? The probability of me taking that personal increases. So you have to know who you are and not coming in with an idea of who I need to conform to be to please this person. Now, in this next point of emphasis, there are parts where there has to be some sacrifice, some compromise, some conformity, but to the core of who you are, you have to have an awareness because once I am aware, I am armed to be able to communicate that, to set my relationship up to be a winning relationship. When I can come in and say, hey, I am very passionate about how people treat people. 
I am very passionate about making sure that people are treated fairly. So I get very tense and frustrated when I am in environments where people are talked down to, where people are disrespected, where people are not treated fairly. It is a thing that drives me up a wall. I am very passionate about that. That is very true for me. And if I can arm my wife with that, once we get in the situation or we're in a room or a restaurant and someone talks down or disrespects a waiter or a waitress or service attendees or housekeepers or whoever it may be, and they start treating people less than, if my mood shifts, she has an awareness. Okay, he's not just acting funny. We're in a situation where this is a passion point where he heard someone be talked down to and it's bubbling up on the inside of him and he is fighting really hard not to get up and go over there. So then now I'm armed, my wife is armed with information to know how to support me. So when she sees a shift, she can say, hey, 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 baby, I, I know, I know, I know it's frustrating for you, you know, but just, you know, breathe, breathe, take a moment, just relax, don't, don't get up and go over there. Uh, you, you're a big guy, you don't want to cause any problems, just, just because I know how to support you if I know who you are. If you come in with the I am's, you arm me with everything I need to support you moving forward. But most people come in and they focus on the you are's versus the I am's. They want to come in and point out the things that are wrong with the other person. You are not a good communicator in the morning. Well, if I came in and told you I am not a morning person, you are not armed with that information. And check this, you are now held accountable for that information and you can't use that information against me. Because once I told you who I am, there are a lot of areas where you got to figure out where do I need to adjust? What are some of the adjustments I need to make because they told me who they are? So I can't say you are a bad communicator in the morning when you told me that you're not a morning person. But most people focus on the you are's. You are this. You are that. You are always this. You are never that. And we don't focus on the fact that every time I put the emphasis on the you are, I minimize the I am's. Because even if it's an area that's frustrating for me, even if, you, and, and I'll preface this by saying, my wife does a great job at being on time, right? But I'm just using this as an example. So I don't walk away and be like, oh yeah, you know, Steph's always late. No, that devil is a lie. But time is a really big thing for me. It is a big, big thing. And my wife knows this. Like, I hate to be late to anything. I want to get to the airport early. <laughs> I want to get to the movies early. I want to see all of the previews. Yes. 
I want to get in and get comfortable. I don't like feeling rushed, but also I have a really big thing with time because my near-death experience made me really understand that I don't have as much time as I think. And that at any moment, time could cease for me. So I want to make sure that I am maximizing every single second. So I am very passionate about time. And my wife knows this. She knows it. But if I am passionate about time and I am around people who are always late, I could do one or two things. I could focus on the URs and say, you are always late. Or I can stop and say, how have I presented the I am's? Have I communicated effectively how powerful and, and how passionate I am about being before time, not on time, before time? Have I expressed the intimate aspects of my heart to let them know, hey, this is a big deal for me. So I got to look at the I am's instead of the URs. And then the next thing, the last point of emphasis is that then I have to focus on the we wills. You come in with the I wills, what I'm responsible for. But if we are going to build something of value, if we are going to build something that matters, we have to be able to do it together. I have to transition from I, from me, to we. If you want to do life how you want to do it, by all means, stay single. If you are going to say, this is just who I am and this is now there are there are a lot of places where to the core of your being, that is who you are. But if you are saying, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do this and I'm going to be this and I'm always late and it don't matter who is around me or with me. I'm going to move how I want to move. If that's you and you have no desire to have an awareness check to be able to understand that there are places in my life that I can improve if I want this relationship to be successful, stay single. Please save yourself the frustration because people who have winning relationships, one, this this we will has a, has, it's a two part. So I guess you could sort of say it's a four-part formula for winning relationships. The first part of the we wills is having vision for the future. Being able to speak clearly and identify the type of relationship that we will have. What are some of the things that we will do? This is a joint commitment. We will communicate effectively. We will not hold grudges. We will put in the work for each other. We will love each other and each other only. We will be faithful. We will be honest. We will be true to one another. We will be understanding. We will be compassionate. We will be kind. What are your we will statements? Because this sets the tone and the foundation for your relationship. 
And the last part about the we wills are not just the commitments, but the things that you speak over your relationship. There are so many times when people start publicizing all of the wrong things that go on in relationships. People are generally quiet when things are going really good in their relationship. But when things go left, everybody has something to say. You pick up the phone and call everybody. All of your girlfriends, all of your guy friends. Hey, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you what they just did to me, what they just said to me. And the more you rehearse and verbalize and continue to speak about the things that are wrong, that's what you give life to. So the second part of that we will is you have to begin to speak well about your relationship. We will be happy. We will love each other. We will be faithful to one another. Speak well about your relationship. Verbally say it out loud. Can we normalize bragging on your spouse? If you're happy, people want to dim that light. And we've gotten to this place of culture where culture magnifies negativity. But it's not until we get to the place to say, listen, I'm happy. I'm going to scream it from the mountaintops and we will love each other publicly. We will have a relationship that will stand the test of time and we will celebrate one another. Because after you make that we will commitment with one another, you have to be intentional about continuously speaking the we wills about one another. Because what you speak is what you think. What you think is what you feel. What you feel comes out into your actions and it comes out into the world. And everything you say returns back to you a hundredfold. So you got to get to the place where you are consistently speaking the we wills. Because once you commit to the I wills, the I am's and the we wills, your relationship is set up for success. And that is how you tap into the formula for winning relationships. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.